Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Christ said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That leads to the question that has intrigued mankind for thousands of years. What is truth? Our forefathers founded this nation based on truth that was then considered common knowledge. The Declaration of Independence declares, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To our forefathers, truth was self-evident. It needed no proof. It was universally accepted. It was based on common knowledge, or what we call common sense. In other words, everyone knew the same truth, everyone accepted the same truth, and everyone believed the same truth. Truth is absolute, undeviated, and unchangeable. Three absolute truths are listed in the Declaration of Independence. 1. God is our Creator. 2. God created us all equal. And 3. God endowed us with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our nation is rejecting the truths that were self-evident to our forefathers. We are losing our common sense, or common knowledge. We live in the age of relativism. Political correctness is replacing common sense. Even gender is no longer a self-evident truth. The existence of God as our Creator is no longer a self-evident truth. By rejecting self-evident truth, liberals are trying to tear down the heart of our democratic republic. In his second inaugural address, President Obama, speaking for the Liberal Party, subtly perverts the language of the Declaration of Independence. He said, Today we continue a never-ending journey to bridge the meaning of those words with the realities of our time. What did Mr. Obama mean by bridging the meaning of those words with the reality of our times? The assumption by Mr. Obama is that truth is relative, that truth is not absolute, undeviating, and unchangeable. Our forefathers, however, assumed that truth would hold for all times. Mr. Obama added, History tells us that while these truths may be self-evident, they've never been self-executing. Merriam-Webster defines the transitive verb execute to carry out fully, to put completely into effect, to produce something. For Mr. Obama and the other liberals, since truths are not self-executing, government must execute them. In other words, government must create everyone fully equal. Government must put equality completely into effect on every level, even financial equality. And government must produce equality. Mr. Obama is saying that even though God created us equal, he didn't do a very good job of it. Therefore, government must finish the task. Congress gave him a standing ovation. As if mesmerized by this new charismatic savior, they didn't realize that he was undoing our republic. Mr. Obama continues that while freedom is a gift from God, it must be secured by his people here on earth. Why did Mr. Obama use secured rather than protected? Since equality already exists being created by God, then equality should be protected. He contradicts the very essence of what was originally written in our Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson used the word equality, not freedom, in the context Mr. Obama is quoting. If the Declaration of Independence were written by the liberals today, it would begin, We do not hold these truths to be self-evident. 
We do not believe that all men are created equal. We do not believe that all men are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. And we do not believe that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are inherent. Thomas Jefferson wrote that we are endowed by our Creator, not by government, with certain unalienable rights. Endowed means that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are guaranteed, granted, bequeathed, furnished, or provided by God, our Creator, not by government. Unalienable means that government cannot separate us from the unchangeable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In other words, God made us self-reliant. Liberals do not believe in self-reliance. That is why Mr. Obama further added that he wants to level the playing field. Level the playing field means redistribution of wealth. Equality to the liberals means financial equality. If one makes more money than another because of his industry, he must be forced to share with those less fortunate. Level in the playing field is at the heart of Marxism, socialism, and communism. This, of course, will be accomplished by heavy taxation on those who work. Someone must pay for socialism. Either government must print more money or government must tax those who have more money. There are not enough rich people to carry it off. Therefore, no matter what the rhetoric, the greatest burden will fall on the middle class. Socialists choose to overlook the reality that by leveling the playing field, socialism must reduce everyone to the lowest common denominator. Socialism does not lift people up. It oppresses them and holds them down. It eliminates self-reliance. That means that only a few will hold the power. The rest will be fed like fish in a bowl. Liberals do not even believe that students should work their way through college or even pay back their student loans. To establish a new world order, liberals must not only eliminate self-reliance, they must also destroy the idea of absolute, undeviating, unchangeable truth. In other words, there can be no self-evident truth. That is why liberals want to remove Christianity from government. To liberals, Christianity stands in the way of the New World Order because Christianity insists on self-evident truth. I am reaching out to Christians everywhere to stand with our forefathers against the flibbertigibbity of modern socialism. United as Christians, we can save this nation. Divided, we cannot. The opposition is too organized. Regardless of the Constitution, regardless of the rule of law, regardless of the consequences, liberals stand solid against everything our democratic republic stands for. They vote against everything we hold sacred, even the sanctity of life. How quickly the concept of abortion moved from the health of the mother to partial birth abortion. The liberals are the model of the future. Though made up of individuals, they have one voice and one vote. When we become a one-party system, that is how we will all be. A socialist system cannot exist on any other principle. The liberals will not stop at socialism. They will not be satisfied until they have total power. Let me tell you about the law of opposites. Think of Newton's cradle. You know that small stand with five steel balls they use in science class to demonstrate conservation of energy. I have one before me. I will set it in motion. Listen to the clack of the steel balls over my voice. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. The last ball will fly as high as the first ball is dropped. The pendulum will swing as far to the left as it once rested far to the right. Our nation, if it falls, will fall as far to the left as it once stood to the right. In other words, it will swing to its opposite. Only absolutes have opposites. The opposite of a democratic republic is totalitarianism. 
Those who are trying to destroy our republic cannot stop at socialism because of the law of opposite. The leaders of the Socialist Party are driven by the lust for power. It is power they want, and ultimately only totalitarianism can satisfy their lust. It isn't that they believe their policies are good. Otherwise, why do they exempt themselves from the laws they pass just like other tyrants do? For example, why did Congress exempt itself from Obamacare? Because it was a terrible idea and they knew it. Socialized medicine is a necessary step towards complete socialism. However, just as they stand above their laws now, think how it will be when they have total power. Just like communism, there will be one set of laws for the people and another set of laws for the leaders. Discount the flowery rhetoric and look only at the consequences of their actions. They all lead to the same thing, the destruction of our democratic republic and the rise of socialism. Behind their every policy lurks the soft-pawed predator, total power. There's only one appetite that is insatiable, and that is the lust for power. Power like a raging forest fire, once on the prowl, consumes more power until it has devoured it all. Power is a stalking beast that is never satisfied until it is absolute. The two beasts spoken so chillingly of by St. John the Revelator represent just such political power. His words are coming true today. Each step toward the left represents a loss of rights to the people and a rise of power to Congress. The liberals are taking away our independence and giving more and more power to the central government. There is as much difference between the belief in God creating us equal and government creating us equal as there is between lightning and a painting of lightning, or between the crashing waves of a storm-swept sea and a seascape, or between an earthquake and a man shaking a plum tree hoping the fruit will fall. Do you get the point? Government cannot create that which already exists. It can only corrupt it. God qualifies man. Government quantifies man. Socialism is the quantification of human flesh, making us all slaves to centralized power. Hello, my name is Ronald Messer, and this is the first of a series of weekly podcasts on freedom taken from four books that I have written under the caption, In Defense of Christianity. The books address the relationship between Christianity and freedom in America. Book one is entitled Freedom, Book two, Democracy, Book three, The Law of Liberty, and Book four, the perfect law of liberty. I am writing to all Americans who will listen, but particularly to Christians whose faith is founded on the Holy Bible, which is the book that furnished the absolute values upon which our forefathers founded this nation. Without Christianity, there would be no democratic republic, no United States of America, and no liberty. Christianity is woven into the fabric of this nation. And like a loose thread, if it is plucked out, the entire fabric of freedom will unravel, and we will be left with empty phrases, pilloried in meaningless aphorisms. Linda, my co-host, has a Ph.D. in philosophy. She is also my wife, producer, and editor. Linda is an organizer. She creates lists. Men, beware women with lists. They, not we, rule the world. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.